Good morning or good afternoon, whatever time this podcast is finding you at. This is my wake up podcast. You are not tired. You're just uninspired and I am here to help you. I am the creator and founder of Life Minded and Free. I am focused on helping women who are unfulfilled live above mediocrity and create a life of their wildest dreams because you can have financial and time freedom. You can have a good marriage. You can have a good relationship with your kids. You can have a good faith, a good health. And I'm here to show you how not only I did it, but how I was able to teach thousands of other women to do the same thing. So welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. So let me back up. So um, what you've done, Angela, is a perfect example of what it means to be tired. Um, you're not just tired, you're just uninspired. So obviously what you're going through right now in your health is huge. You know, it's changed your whole life and it's terrifying and hard and exhausting. And you have a lot on your plate. And when you were in your previous business that you were just in going through this all, it was think, think of all of the excuses that you had about why you weren't working, why you weren't doing things. There was a million things like you and I made that big, like brain, well, you made that big brain dump list that one time. And you're like, Hey, these are all the things I know I need to do. And then it's like, but why aren't we doing them? Like it's, there's this wall and then, but we don't see it as a wall. We see it as like, well, I really don't feel good. And I'm really tired today. And I don't want to stare at my phone. And we have all of these excuses. Like my kids are being bad and uh, I just feel so overwhelmed. I don't even know where to start. I have so much to do. And then you're like, I'm so busy. I have all these other things I have to do. And so we make all of these excuses. They're really just like distractions that are coming in. We really think that that's the reason why we're not doing stuff and why we're not seeing success. But honestly, when you pull all that away, the bottom line is that you're not inspired about what you're currently doing. And so you haven't took any, you haven't, you haven't took, <laughs> you haven't taken any time to, and not you specifically, but anyone who goes through this, we don't take any time to eliminate the distractions, sit down and think, what does Angela want? What would make her feel good? What does she want? And sitting down with yourself, instead, it's like, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. Or we sit down with ourselves and then we're listening to music or we're listening to uh, a podcast or a book because we're like, I'll just listen to this and get their ideas. But what about your own ideas? What about what you like? What about what makes you excited? What about figuring out your dream life and everything you would want to do in a day or your highest self? Or we don't ever spend time with ourselves long enough to know what we really want. So then we're doing something we don't really want, but there's too many things layered on top of it and we don't see that. And so you actually have been feeling worse than you were before, but you get this idea that you want to start this new business because it's something that excites you. It's something that inspires you. Like even when you told me about it, you're like, I think I'm going to start selling jewelry. You were like excited. You were like a little like giddy, like, oh my gosh, like I think I'm going to do this. Like, because that's something that you were excited about. And then what did you do? I'm literally looking at your group and I'm like, how did she know to do that? Like, oh, that's so smart. Like, oh, it did because you have this group now and you're like trying to get it to 400 members. When I joined the group, I was like, 
when did she create this group? There's like so many people in here, but it just goes to show you that when you're excited about something and it feels good in your soul and you're like, yes, you, and then, oh, what a surprise. You're now on our show live. You're now showing up on here when before you were like, you know, all of the distractions, all of the things, all of the, because really that's why I love the slogan of this whole thing is you're not tired. You're just uninspired. And that's it. And I talked about that yesterday and I posted it in my podcast and on YouTube and it was called, I just titled it. I hate my job because Alicia and I were talking about that, um, about like what happens when you hate your job and what do you do? And it really is that like, so spending time alone. So kudos to you for not just thinking like, oh, what is everyone else doing or what should, what should, I should just do what they're doing or what will people think? Or, um, should I do that right now? Or I'm sure those, all those thoughts came into your head, but taking all of that, because those thoughts come into anyone's head for anything that you're doing different. If you're thinking of quitting your job, like I, when I just quit my corporate job, I had so much backlash, so many haters. So even my own, like even my own mother-in-law was like trying to like, kept trying to talk me back into getting a job for like literally like a whole year, two years after I quit. Like you really should get a real job. You really should go back to work. You really should like, cause people just don't understand when you make choices that are going to better your family or when you make choices that are a little risky, people are like, why are you doing that? And so anytime that you start something new, it's the fear and it's the worry and it's, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So when I see someone actually doing it, like taking the steps to do it, like when Alicia applied for the job or when you were like, yes, sign me up. And then you made your Facebook group and made your first post. Like when you start doing the actions that feel good to you, that's when you're going to achieve your results. And I started listening again to the secret door to success by Florence Scovel Shin that I told you guys yesterday, I wanted to start listening to again. I listened for five minutes last night five minutes while I was washing my face and brushing my teeth. I had my Alexa just start playing it five minutes. That's it. And hearing her talk in that moment. And sometimes I like only listening to five minutes of books, or if I'm like, Ooh, I only have 10 minutes or I only have a couple of minutes because that makes me like randomly pause the books at different times. And it always happens that when I press play, it's like exactly what I needed to hear for those five minutes in that perfect timing. Like, so cool. It's like, God just knew like, okay, and get bored of the books. You can pause it because I'm going to need you to listen to this next part on Monday night. Like you're going to really need this on Monday. So just wait. Like, I love when that happens. It's so cool to me. And so five minutes is all it took. And she was talking all about how, when you're forcing yourself to do something that you don't want to do, and your soul doesn't like, and your soul doesn't want to do it is that you're not successful and you don't make money. And then she went on to talk about all of these people that were super poor, this one guy who was homeless and started writing and, and just went out there and started giving his books away and started doing this where he was writing about his life being homeless and he was making it super entertaining and funny and had this cool spin on it. And he went out and then he moved to Hollywood and he, they're making a motion picture of the book is what she said. And so like she was saying that you don't have to have the best of the best or, you know, be the expert of something or 
you just have to be doing what makes you happy because when you are happy and you're doing what feels good, you actually do it. And then you're successful because it's coming from a place of like, this is so easy and this is fun. And I want to wake up early to get on this call. And I want to message those few people. And I want to make that post and I want to work on my brand. And now I'm going to sit down with Taryn's videos. This is what you should do. Feeling inspired is like, and even it's good. I, I told some people this before that you should make a, a to-do list in your phone of things to do when you feel inspired and don't worry about doing it. Like every day, it's not a to-do list that needs to be done every single day, but it's the next time you're feeling a season of inspiration, maybe like a day or you have two days, or maybe you feel inspired for a week, two weeks. I've once been inspired for 90 whole days, <laughs> um, like in a row. And it was the craziest thing. I've never been inspired for so long before. Um, I wasn't doing it in a healthy way. And so now I know that. Um, but um, I was inspired, but my life was crumbling around me. Uh, so that's not good. But So recognize the signs. But next time you're inspired, you can do these things. Like you can't really dive into my branding course and really get everything out of it that you need to get out of it. If you're not in a place of inspiration, if you're not ready to go because you're pumped up inside internally and you're passionate and you're excited and you're ready to go, you're really not going to, you're going to have a million excuses of why you can't do it. And you're so busy and you don't feel like it and all of these things. And so when you do feel inspired, it's like, go do those things, go and work on your brand and write those things down so that you can right away start implementing them with your business and then watch it take off. Everyone needs to have their soul set on fire first and then they go do the things. And so for me, I feel like I'm like two rocks, like bouncing around creating sparks. And then I come like close to you guys. And my goal is to like throw a spark your way and it lights your wick. And you're like, oh my gosh, look at me, I'm on fire. And then once you're on fire, it's like, okay, let's keep pouring gasoline on you to make sure that you're staying in alignment with your true soul. So it stays on fire. And it, you know, like when you have a candle and then you put, you know, those like snuffers for the candles or is that the word? Is it really called a snuffer? Okay. That's so stupid. And whoever invented that word, is, that's a dumb word. Uh, but even if you put like a cup around it or the lid, just not long enough for it to go out but you put it on there and when the oxygen is going away, you can see it starting to dim out and then you pull it off real quick and it like can come back. That's what I feel like keeps happening to our souls. Like every layer of distraction that comes on and then the devil himself, like trying to throw comparison and fear and worry and all this stuff into us. It all like layers on top of us and our flame starts to be suffocated and go down. And the only way to get your flame blazing again is to bust all of those distractions off and say, I'm not looking at those. What does God tell me to do? And what is my soul saying to do? And then spending time. And that's every single time. I challenge you guys to do this. If you think that I'm full of it or you've never experienced this, I challenge you to do this and tell me if it doesn't work because I have never had it not work for me that if I'm feeling suffocated, I'm feeling like my flame is dying out. I'm entering the valley. It's getting hard mentally. I'm not doing okay. I'm getting overwhelmed. I like to explain it as like, 
it's like white noise going on in my head and it's so loud. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, where is the remote? Just turn this down. It's so loud. And I start to feel so overwhelmed and there's so many ideas and so many things on my to-do list and so many fears and so many things that just weigh me down and piled on top of each other. Every single time when I, the way that I bust through is I spend time with God every single time. First thing in the morning, I just started doing it again, like two days ago because I fall off and I'm too tired to wake up early and I stay up too late the night before and I don't feel good when I wake up and I have a headache and I have all these excuses why I don't do it in the morning. But when I get up early and I spend time with God praying and like getting deep in prayer for different things and different people and protection and guidance. And when I'm asking him to help me and I'm listening to sermons or a, a, a book or reading the Bible or a study or a daily devotional or anything that I do, literally you could just start with like sitting down and being like, okay, God, I'm just going to pray. She said, this works. Let's see if it works because I promise you if you ask for guidance of your day and to protect what you're doing and to lead you and connect you with people, and if you ask for all these things, he will give them to you. You will have them in your life. You will feel that day like, wow, today was a really good day. It felt really good. Um, Aaron says, I do it when I'm getting ready and then listen in my car or the way to work. If I don't do it, then, then I will get distracted and not do it. That is a really great idea to multitask it of what you're doing. Um, what do you do when you're getting ready? Like, what are you usually listening to? Do you listen to sermons or books or podcasts or what? I, I have um, the Bible study app. Mm. And like every morning it gives you um, like different verses, different, um, someone comes on and speaks the verse and talks about it for about a minute and a half. And then um, it gives you the passage and then it gives you a little scripture to read. And then you do a prayer with God. And then um, along wow. with that app. So yeah, but I'm, cool. it only, it only, it's like little steps, but they're only like, you know, like a minute and a half each. And then I have um, other plans that I do in the app. Like right now I'm actually reading through the Bible. Like it's going through each mm. section and it gives you like so many chapters. Um and then on the way to work, I have the Joyce Myers app and every day she does like a 30 minute sermon. And like this whole week, it's funny. It's been about um, uniquely, what's the right word? Some, authentically you or something like that, how we were talking about that yesterday or, you know, about being you and doing you and doing what's best for you. Um, but it was just kind of funny how it all related, but I listen to her every morning. She's got an app and she does the sermon every day of the week she doesn't do it on the weekends but um it's like a video where she's speaking and talking to some of her crowds or either she's in her like studio where she talks but she does a whole 30 minute sermon on stuff I just wrote that down um to get that app because that sounds like it would be awesome I love her you can also like you can start a plan and they have like different like anxiety um working on your mirror like all different types of themes for a, a Bible study plan and you can ask other people that are have the app to join the plan with you like my mom does them with me my my aunt's doing with me I have a friend and you can all do the Bible study together and like some of them last like a week long some of them last three days long you know it's just 
however long to do them together. I love that. And that's right in community too. And being together. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I shared this morning in, if you are not in our new wake up chat. So for those of you who get on the calls regularly, you should be in there. If you want to be added, we just made a new one. So just let us know. Um, but I put in there a sermon that I listened to this morning from this girl, Holly Furtick, um, Pastor Stephen Furtick's wife from Elevation Church. And she's super funny and she's super relatable. And do you ever know, you guys probably all have someone like that. If you have someone like that, put it in the comments. Someone that you don't really know, but you feel like you would be best friends if you actually really knew them. Like <laughs> celebrities and stuff. Um, do you guys have anyone like that? I have a few. Um, like Vince Vaughn. I feel like I would really like to hang out with him. <laughs> like he seems like he would just be so funny. He's like my ideal type of funny person. Love him. Um, also Holly Furtick. Like she says the, like the silliest, funniest things. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like totally me. Like we would just be best friends, I feel like. And so she talked all about this morning about don't do it alone. Don't go out life alone and how important community is and how important friendship is. And that's why I sent it to you guys because I was thinking about that. Like, this is exactly what we're doing. Imagine if we had to go at it alone. And that's, it, it gave me, and it spoke into my life in this season that I'm in right now because it gave me validation and it told me how important it was for people to be connected. Um, you know, when, when I was a full-time network marketer, I loved that it was the community that you got to be a part of. Like so many people were like, I love network marketing because of the community, because of all those people you get to be with. Because when you become an adult, it's really hard to make friends. And it's hard to make friends, not only because it's awkward, but because we don't have a lot of time. Like, we are so busy. We have our own kids, our own families, our own jobs. We have all these things. So why network marketing is great is because of the community. So I realized when I stopped doing network marketing full time, like I've been kind of feeling like stuck in between these two worlds. And the reason why is because I think that when you decide, okay, I'm going to create something, I'm going to start something, I'm going to become a goal-oriented, driven person, I'm going to try to better myself, and I'm going to just try to be a better wife and a better mom, I'm going to try to have better faith and fitness and be better with money and with my health, and you're like, I'm just going to be better, and you're making that vow to do that, and then when you throw that alone needs community. But then when you throw on top of that, I'm going to create a business. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to switch industries. And you're doing something that you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm actually doing this. And it's so scary. And the time has come to make the change or to get up to that point. That's when you need community more than ever, like the network marketing community has, because you need people that are going to tell you like, I know you're scared, but do it anyway. You can do this. Like, let me know how it goes. And I can't wait because the people of the world won't tell you that. So if you're out in the world all by yourself, like think of if you have children, um, think of this as your child is young. Let's say they're in middle school 
and they go to a large crowd, like a concert or something. And it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of people of the world, like the toxic, fearful, sinful badness of humanity. And your kid is walking out into this huge crowd of all these people. Or if you and your, you and your spouse and your mom and your, who, your sister and whoever you have in your family that you feel like are good people and safe and you trust them, or if you guys were all circling that child and then walking into the crowd, you would feel a lot more comfortable because they're enclosed in a group of good, even though they're in a sea of bad, they're still with good people. And so although people of the world that are just stuck in mediocrity and put your head down and go with the flow and just get a nine to five and come from college and go in debt and retire when you're 65 and live on a fixed income, the American dream that we're sold starting in elementary when it's like, what do you want to go to college for? What do you want to go to college for? And it's so engraved in our heads when we're little. So yes, those people aren't evil. Those people aren't the devil's spawn. You know, they're just stuck in the stream. They're stuck in a crowd and they're going in one direction and that's all they know. And they don't even stop to think, wait a minute, should I know something different? Is this what, this doesn't make sense. There's only a few of us that really actually stop and start asking that. The majority just goes with the flow. Just put your head down and do what you're told and just go with the flow. And then a few of us are like stopping and turning around and are like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah. And you're like causing this little commotion. But most people are like, what are you, what are you doing? We're all going this way. Cammy, no, don't go that way. Go this way. We're all going this way. And so after you have so many influences in your life telling you, you can't do that. Don't, oh my gosh, don't do that. That's so funny. You're doing that. Don't do that. Like do this over here. You should be way safer. It's going to be way easier. It's way better. We all paved the path. Like, come over here. The more you're convinced, it's hard to stand up and know what you want when you have all of these influences in your head. And now we don't have them just from family and friends, but now we have them on social media mostly. We say that there's these influencers on social media, which is great if they're using their influence for good, but there's some things that people are talking about and are normalizing and are talking that aren't good. That shouldn't be normalized. That shouldn't be. And it's like, what is happening with our phones and what we're doing and people that are on their phone all the time and they're so lonely is what Holly Furtick was talking about. They're so lonely. They're so sad. They're in such a dark place. They look at their phone to connect and they're commenting and they're looking and they get off their phone and they feel even worse than they did before because now they have all of these messages that were just downloaded into their head that you need to be prettier. You need to be skinnier. You need to be happier. You need to be funnier. You need to be more creative. You need to be, because even just looking at, Cammy stuff that she creates and is beautiful and is amazing. And she's so good at that. It makes me a little angry inside. <laughs> like, 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 why can't I do that? Oh, like, why can't I just do that? Like, I'm so, I probably, and then, and then I'm not kidding. This is what happens. Just so you guys know, you're not alone if this happens to you. I like, look at your stuff. It looks amazing. And then I'm like, why can't I do that? 
well, you could do that if you actually did what you said you were going to do. Well, I've just been busy. I don't have time to do it. Well, she doesn't have time either. She has the same life as you have. She's busy too. Yeah, I need to make time, but I don't make time because I can't even pay attention to my work schedule. I can't even get this down because I'm so unorganized because everything is just a mess. And then it's, and it literally just like travels into all of these things. And it's like, this desk is a mess. Oh my gosh, I didn't pay that bill. I didn't submit that to the health insurance. Oh my gosh. Like, and then, and then my kids knock on my office door and it's like, what, what do you want? And then all of a sudden now you're in a bad mood. And then your husband's like, why are you yelling? And you're like, I don't, can you just like get away from me? And then now you're fighting with your kids. So you have mom guilt. Now you're fighting with your husband. So now he's mad at you. And you're like sitting here like, oh my gosh, like, what did I just do? It was because you were comparing yourself. It's because you allowed that door to be open instead of, and this is why it's important to constantly listen to someone like Florence Govelshin, because she talks about all of these things that you need to be super intentional of happening in your day. And if you're not listening to someone tell you, hey, beware of this today, you will forget that it's danger and you won't even realize it. But when I listened to her for five minutes yesterday, not only did she tell me what I told you guys earlier, but she also said in the book how when you are jealous of someone else or you are envious of what someone else built, you are immediately blocking that from you because you're basically telling God, oh, I wish I could have that, but I can't. And so you're saying you can't. So God's like, okay, I guess you can't. But instead of saying, she says the thing to say, like all of the gifts and amazingness that is done to my friends and people around me will come to me. It's coming my way. And so you're thinking that like, right, like, oh, Cammy did this. Like, oh God, yes. Like bring creativity down on me. Help me to create things and open up wounds that help me. Anything that's blocking my creativity, let it be released and and then when you start living like that more open and it's going to happen and I'm going to put this in my schedule and I'm going to start making uh, branding a focus and, and then everything changes because then I probably will start looking at a branding, branding information or how to learn how to do more graphic design stuff or so instead of having this energy of oh no I'm jealous and envious and it closes off instead you're like open the door. I am here to receive the goodness that's coming to me. And it's totally different because ask and believe and you shall receive. If you don't believe it, it's never going to come. So I feel like being jealous or anything like that is really just like an adult temper tantrum. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it must be nice, Cammie. <laughs> like, you know, like, like I'm your sister and I'm like, oh, she has the creative gene. And it's like, okay, just calm down. Like it's not, you know, and it has nothing to do with the person that's successful at all. It has to do with your own inner insecurities that are coming out. And so if you're jealous because someone is hitting a rank and like I was before in my previous company where someone came in and just blew through the ranks. And then I was like, who even is this person? Like, I come on, like, this isn't even that good. You know, I started like, being a hater for a second, really quick. And then I was like, wait a second. No, like this is not because your worldly tendencies creep up and you do, and you want to judge things and you want to judge people and you want to judge yourself and you want to be hard on it. So you have to have something in your ear constantly telling you how you need to live, how you need to do things, 
how you need, like, oh yeah, I forgot. I'm not worrying. Oh yeah. I forgot. I'm not comparing. Oh yeah. Like I literally heard it the other day and thought, I forgot that I'm not supposed to be worrying about work. I forgot that I gave that away last time I was listening to all of my books about that, that I was like, okay, God, I give you my worry. I am not worrying about it. I am going to pray and I'm going to be open and you're going to just do what you're going to do. And I'm here for it. And I'm not worrying about it. And I remember when I made that decision before, and then my life felt amazing and it was so easy and it was in alignment and it was incredible. And then I forgot that I was doing that. And I don't know how long it's been since I forgot, but it's been a while. And then when I just realized, oh, shoot, I'm worrying again. I'm not supposed to be doing this. I'm blocking all of the goodness that's supposed to be coming to me because I'm living in negative energy space and I can't do that. And so then I'm like, right, okay. So now I shifted my thinking again and now it's been three days and I feel alive again. And I feel inspired again. And I feel excited again that everything is just coming to me and greatness is coming my way. And that's how I want to live because that's when you feel happy, you feel fulfilled, you feel connected to God. And none of that comes from money or your success that you're having right now. It's crazy what perspective can do that nothing can really change besides your mindset and everything changes. The power of our mind is so crazy that you can have the exact same physical things happening around you in the same season of life. And one day you're looking at it differently than you did the day before. And you feel lighter and freer and happier, or maybe you feel sadder and um, more insecure and more fearful and more tired. So thinking about which way of that you're swaying and which day you're choosing to live in. And so when I left my previous company to do this business, to start business coaching, I, I had a really hard time making the choice of what I needed to do in my life. It's been a really hard decision since December when I was journaling that God wanted me to step down from my role and I fought it. I fought it so hard and it was a really hard decision. And so when it was getting closer and closer, the tension was getting more and more and more because we talked before about how tension over time is the formula for growth. So if you are not experiencing tension in your life, you're not growing. And so you want tension. Tension is actually good. And we've related it to before about if you're trying to build muscle in the gym, you're going to have to create some tension. It's going to be kind of painful before you can achieve your result. And it's like that trying to achieve any result anywhere. There's going to be tension. So when the tension was getting harder and harder and harder and harder, and I was breaking down and my anxiety was so bad and I was crying and I was praying and I was journaling and I was just clinging on to God because it's all I had. And was like, what do I need to do? I actually drove from my house to, I was going to the mall and it was about a 30 minute drive. And instead of playing music or listening to a book or sermon, I turned the music off and I said, I'm going to drive the whole way and talk to God out loud. 
And, and I don't do that very often. Um, I get like super distracted when I try to talk to God. So it takes me like a while to like get in the mode of like really deeply talking. And so I was just driving and I just started talking and um, was just kind of sharing like, you know, like, what am I supposed to do? Um, this is such a hard decision and just give me strength. And then I, I got this, I don't know, burst of inspiration or something. And because I started thinking about what I was called to do. And cause I was first thinking like, oh, this is so hard and I have to go away. And I'm, this is going to be such a tough decision. And I know people aren't going to understand. And I know I'm going to have to burn some bridges and I know I'm going to have to get people out of my life that need to be out of my life in any way. And then I was like, but, but what I'm creating and what I'm doing, I'm so passionate about. And I started telling God, like why I'm so passionate and why I'm so fed up. And I grabbed my phone and I actually voice recorded and it's like five and a half minutes long. And I said, I started it with, you know what? I'm so sick and tired of. And then I just like went on this tangent and I actually like started crying in part of it because I was like so moved by it. And I saved it in my phone because I needed to get that out. It was like my mission statement. It was like my like punch of like, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm clinging on to. And I said it with such conviction and so much passion. I had to get that out, but I couldn't get it out yet because I hadn't left my previous company and I hadn't told anyone that I was doing that yet. And so I recorded it on my phone and I remembered it a couple of days ago and I listened to it. And when I listened to it, I got chills and was like, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe I said this. This is so much truth. This is exactly, this is exactly what I think. This is what I'm clinging on to. And it's because I, I didn't care. I shifted my thinking from what are people going to think? I'm going to burn these bridges. Oh my gosh. I don't know. To like, what am I called to do? God, tell me what to do. And then this is like what I was like, yes, this is what I'm doing. I'm more passionate about this then I care about this. And although I care about this a lot and it's so hard and so draining and everything, but I also am so passionate about this mission in my life and this goal and this passion that was just blown into my soul from God, that that's what I can cling on to now. And it also goes back to doing something in a moment of inspiration that actually really is a lot easier like how easy was it for me just to grab my phone and voice record how I felt versus right now, if, it, if you were like, Taryn, I need you to record for five minutes about like who you are and like why you're passionate about what you're doing. You know how long that would take me to do? I would be like, oh my gosh. Okay. I need to like write this out. I would try to record it. I would mess it up. I have to go back. I'm like, no, now I sound like I'm reading. Now I sound, it would be so much harder. I'm doing the same task. Nothing has physically changed. I am the same person. The only thing changed was my perspective, was my lens of emotion that I was wearing in that day. And when you have the lens of emotion of inspiration and passion and excitement and alignment, everything is so easy. It's like, oh, you need me to make a group and do this? Okay, da, 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 da. okay done. Now what? Okay, now I need you to do this. Okay, yep, did that. Okay, now what? And it's so easy to go back and forth. So the first step and even the first step is really deciding like 
yes, I want a better life. How do I do it? That's the first step is you have to get to that point where you're like, I need a better life. This isn't working. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. Something's got to give. I'm sick of watching. I'm sick of comparing. I'm sick of living in fear. I'm sick of being in this world by myself. Something needs to change. And when you decide to do that, then the next step is, okay, so now I've changed and I, I, or I knew that I wanted to be changed and I got involved in that next step and I made that commitment. But the next thing is deciding that, okay, I want to take this a step further and I actually want to have a better life even more by my career. That what was I created to do? Me personally, why did God create me? Who does he want me to impact? Who does he want me to talk to? Who does he want me to connect to? Who am I realizing who you are to then go and do that? And then that's the next step. And so that to me is like breaking down your, so it's not only your journey that you're on, but after you are on this journey, then you're going to go back and most people are going to go and teach this journey. So like, this is just what I went through. So now I'm like, this is what I want to teach. I want to teach people like when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, here's your step one. Here's what you need to do. And then if you want to take your life a little further, here's how you figure out your value and your brand. And then here's how you create a business. And then, so step one really is get inspired, get ready to live a good life. And then once you're inspired, everything else is easier. But if you're not inspired and you're not doing step one, but you're trying to do step two and three, it's never going to work. It's going to be so hard and so draining. And you're going to keep feeling like, why do I feel like this is so hard? Why am I keep coming back? Why is this not working? Why am I not doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing? Why do I have this massive to-do list and nothing is getting done? Why? Have you ever thought about like when you make a massive to-do list and then like, how do you pick the first things that you're doing? You pick the things that you want to do. You're like, oh, okay, I'll do this. This is like, I'll do this today. Because it's what you want to do. It feels good. You're like, yeah, I can do that right now. Things that you don't want to do, you're like, oh, I do not want to do that. Like, I do not want to sit on the phone with that person. I do not want to call that. I do not want, if things are uncomfortable, if things aren't going to make you feel good, then you don't want to do them. So sometimes when we don't do something, obviously, if it's like paying a bill, calling your insurance company, like those are things you need to just be an adult and do anyway. I know nobody likes to do those things, but like suck it up and just get it done or delegate it to a spouse if you can, if you absolutely hate that stuff and whatever. But I'm talking things in like business or things in your life that are going to make you a better person, like waking up and spending time with God or working out every day or planning your meals so that you're eating healthy food and giving your body what it needs or lining up your supplements on the counter in the morning and at night. Or maybe you just want to start flossing your teeth every night. And you're like, if I could just floss my teeth every night, that would make me a better person. I want to start, um, whatever, stretching every single day, or I really want to start journaling, or I did want to start reading every day and I just can't get in the hang of it. I want to start making dinner every night. I want to start reading the Bible with my kids or praying with my kids or going to church every Sunday or plugging into a Bible study or whatever you've been 
putting off that's going to make you a better person. Maybe you're putting it off because you're looking at it from the wrong perspective and you need to shift your thinking. One, you need to ask yourself, do I really need to do that? Is that something I really need to do? Two, is it the time that you're trying to do it at that doesn't work? You know, what's crazy is that for years, I tried to be like a daily flosser of my teeth and I just couldn't do it. Like, I just literally could not. I'm like, I told my dentist sometimes, like, if you paid me to floss my teeth, I seriously still wouldn't do it. Like, I don't know why I'm not doing it. Like, I bought the little easy pick things. I like put them in a cute jar. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. Do you know that if you try to start flossing your teeth in the morning instead of at night, your chance of actually doing it this time is better? Because it's not the flossing, it's not the tool, it's not the, it's the time that you're doing it. No, nobody said you have to floss your teeth before you go to bed. You just have to floss your teeth, floss them in the morning, floss them in the middle of the day. Like first thing, does this need to be on my list? Do I have to do it this way? Is there a different way I can do it? Now there's only one way to floss your teeth, but there's a lot of ways to if you want to start spending time with God every single day or reading your Bible every day, again, timing. Is it the morning? Is that what's messing you up? Could you do it on your lunch break? Could you do it at two o'clock? Could you do it before bed? Could you do it? First look at, do you have to do it? If the answer is yes, is there a different way you could do it or a different time that you can do this in where it would feel better for you? And then sometimes the answer is like, no, I don't really actually need to do that. So one thing that was holding me back in my network marketing business was I needed to get on Zoom or on the phone and recruit people. And I didn't want to do it. Bottom line, I didn't want to do it. And my coach asked me, uh, so I was complaining that I wasn't recruiting. And so I'm like, my numbers are dropping. I'm not recruiting. Like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what I need to do. And she's like, okay, how do you recruit someone? I told her the process of how to recruit them. You get them on Zoom, you get them on the phone, whatever. And I was like, but I don't want to do that. She's like, why don't you want to do that? I'm like, because I don't know. And she's like, you do know. How come you don't want to do it? And I sat there for a minute and I thought, and I was like, I don't want to do it because I feel like it's a waste of time because I will talk to all these people and then some people are not even going to be interested at all. And I just wasted 45 minutes to an hour talking to them. And she said, okay, so let's not do it that way then. What is there, what is a way that we could get them the information they need to where you, who would you like to talk to? Would you like to talk to someone who, what? I'm like, well, I want to talk to someone who's already like interested, like, yes, I'm ready to sign up. And then I will talk to them. Okay. How can we get someone to that point before you're ready to talk to them? And we worked backwards. And, and that's when I was like, okay, I want them to have already watched an opportunity call. I want them to already have followed me on all the social media platforms and learned a little bit about who I was. I want them to also have applied to join my team so that I know. So then when I get an application and they've done all these things, I know they're going to be a good fit. And so then I will spend 45 minutes to an hour with them on a Zoom 
because now I'm like excited because this person is ready versus I'm trying to convince them and, and tell them, answer all these questions. Like what kind of products do you have? What are the ingredients? You know, stuff like that. That's like stressful. So I didn't want, I wasn't recruiting. That was the problem, but the problem wasn't that I couldn't recruit. The problem is that I didn't like how I had to do it, but I'm an adult and I have the freedom to do it how I want. So I needed to work backwards and figure out, okay, this is the result. The result is recruiting new people. How can I achieve this same result without doing that task? Because sometimes we just need the permission to be like, hey, you don't have to do it like that. Like if you absolutely, if you absolutely hate working in the mornings, yes, if you have a nine to five job and you have to be somewhere like, okay, of course you have to just suck it up and do it. Maybe you don't want to, but you have to. But if you don't and you're working from home and you're doing things, nobody said you have to wake up at, at seven, eight o'clock and begin your work day. Maybe you're like, I don't like to work during the day. I like to work at night. Okay, so work at night. You're not a loser because you're not doing something you're supposed to do. Like you can do it however you want to do it. Whatever feels good for you, however it's going to work for you. It's really what it is because we're all individual. We all do things differently. And I really feel like at the base of this, the core, it's knowing who you are and what you want. And then everything stems from there. And if you never take time to figure out who you are and what you want, then you're never truly going to be happy and fulfilled because you're just a lost soul walking in circles. That's it. And that will be your whole life. And you're just going to pay bills. And one day you're going to die. And that's the life that you lived. And you had all this potential and all this greatness. And God gave you all these gifts on purpose and was like, yes, I'm going to give these to Taryn. She's going to do all this stuff. This is going to be awesome. And then it's like, oh my gosh, why isn't she doing it? Why isn't she doing it? Oh no, she's listening to what those people are saying about her. Oh no, she's insecure and she's trying to be like everyone else. Like, oh, Taryn, go back on your path. And now she's living in fear and now she won't talk to me. And, and now she's spending more time in the world than with me. And, and then you just wander away and you're just a lost sheep and you're just gone. And so it's so important to figure out who you are because if you do that, everything else is going to go through from there. So I hope you guys have an amazing day. I love you all so much. Um, oh, and Terry, you watched the sermon. Good. It was a good one. Um, okay. I love you all. I believe in you so much. If you need anything, reach out. Have an awesome day. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye.